0: Good morning. Good morning. And peace be with you. We have a big day today, a birthday for Adeline Yabuki. And I told her that this morning. I go, Well, happy birthday to you. And she looked like, at me like I was crazy. And I said, Well, you're being born again today through baptism. You are going to be a brand new member of Life Eternal and, a, and a, mo, a member of this church, a baptized member of Reformation Lutheran Church. So this is an exciting day, not just for you, little one, but for your mom and dad and your sister and your auntie and uncle and grandma and grandpa, but for everyone that is witnessing this. We are called, Luther said, to remember your baptism. And this is a beautiful reminder that we get to participate in, all of us, today. In fact, in front of you in your Lutheran Book of Worship on page 121, there is uh, an outline there that um, gives us the uh, responses back and forth as we go through uh, the Sacrament of Holy Baptism. So I will invite you to put your thumb on page 121 or one of the markers uh, in there so we're ready to go. You'll notice that we will have a statement of faith during the Sacrament. Um, which is uh, like the Apostles' Creed, and so therefore after the sermon before the prayer, when we normally would do the Apostles' Creed, we've already done it, so we don't do it again. And uh, uh, I think that's it. We want to thank Nick for being here again, and uh, you always bless us with your presence, and we're grateful to you. Our opening hymn this morning, we're going to skip uh, the announcements Um, But please do take a look at your bulletins uh, on there at the emails that um, Ashley um, faithfully sends every week, um, just to keep up to date with times and dates of the happenings at this church. Our opening hymn is Holy, Holy, Holy on page 165 of your green hymnal. Let us sing as unto the Lord. this time, I would like to call the Yabuki family and Adeline up for our Holy Sacrament of Baptism. We'll have you guys kind of come around here. perfect. Well, I don't think everybody can see I'm going to have you stand out just a little bit, right about here. All right. Okay. Gather around mom and dad and auntie and uncle. Okay. Are you ready? All right. Here we go. In holy baptism, our gracious heavenly father liberates us from sin and death by joining us to the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are born children of a fallen humanity, and in the waters of baptism, we are reborn of a child, a children of God and inheritors to eternal life. By water and the Holy Spirit, we are made members of the church, which is the body of Christ. As we live with him, and with his people, we grow in faith and obedience to the will of God. Now, Auntie Bertha, Uncle Ricardo, do you present Adeline to receive the sacrament of holy baptism? If so, say, I do. Well done. Now, big question, Adeline, do you desire to be baptized? Say, I do. Okay. And this is uh, to you as well. In Christian love, these people have presented you for holy baptism. And you should therefore faithfully care for them. And this is to all of you. You should help them in every way as God gives you opportunity that Adeline may bear witness to faith that we profess, and that by living in the covenant of her baptism in the communion with the church, that she may lead godly life until the day of Jesus Christ. Do you all, do you all promise to fulfill these obligations? All right. The Lord be with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God is right to give him thanks and praise, Holy God, mighty Lord, gracious Father. we give you thanks for the beginning <coughs> for in the beginning your spirit moved over the waters and you created heaven and earth by the gift of water you nourish and sustain us and all living things by the waters of the flood, you condemned the wicked and saved those whom you had chosen, Noah and his family. You led Israel by the pillar of cloud and fire through the sea, out of slavery into the freedom of the promised land. In the waters of the Jordan, your son was baptized by John and anointed with the Spirit. By the baptism of his own death and the resurrection, your beloved son has set us free From the bondage to sin and death and has opened the way to joy and freedom of everlasting life. He made water a sign of the kingdom and of cleansing and rebirth and in obedience to his command we make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Pour out your Holy Spirit so that those who are here baptized may be given new life. Wash away the sin of all those who are cleansed by this water and bring them forth as inheritors of your glorious kingdom. To you be given praise and honor, worship through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Now I have to... question you, and your response is going to be, I do. Okay? All right. I ask you to profess your faith in Christ Jesus, to reject sin, and confess the faith of the church, the faith in which we baptize. Do you renounce all the forces of evil, the devil, and all of his empty promises? If so, say, I do. Do you believe in God the Father? You say, I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And you all can participate too, I heard you. Okay, do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified died and was buried he descended into hell and on the third day he rose again he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the father he will come again to judge the living and the dead do you believe in god the holy spirit i believe in the holy spirit the holy catholic church the communion of saints the forgiveness of sins the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Okay. Now, I have to leave for just a second, but I'll come right back. Okay. So I'm going to have you step forward right here. Just a little bit more over. Okay. Okay. Adeline Yabuki. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And now the Lord be with you. Let us pray. God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for freeing your sons and daughters from the power of sin and raising them up to new life through the Holy Sacrament. Pour your Holy Spirit upon Adeline, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence. Adeline, child of God, you have been sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked by the cross forever. And you get to say amen. 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 And so now I'm going to have, Grandpa, can you light that? This is the birthday part that I was telling you about. This is your candle. And every July the 23rd, you can light that candle and celebrate your birth into Christ Jesus through your baptism. And here's a little candle for it. So hold on to that for a second. Let your light shine before others, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. O God, the giver of all life, look with kindness upon the fathers and mothers of these children. Let them ever rejoice in the gift that you have given them. Make them teachers and examples of righteousness for their children. Strengthen them in their own baptism so that they may share eternally with their children the salvation you have given them through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. (laughs) I did it (laughs) ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters of Reformation Lutheran Church I now pronounce you to you and present to you our newest member Adeline Yubuki. let us celebrate did it hurt was it scary not at all I didn't think you would be. I was more scared than you. Well, you can blow that out, and you can go and sit down with your family, and God bless you. Thank you, Uncle Ricardo, Annie Bertha. God bless you. Thank you. All right, Matthew, good job. Good job, Mama. Good job. I know. It's, it, you know what it is? It's beautiful. God bless you. God bless you. And one more time. Yay, this is a big deal. (laughs) Remember your baptism. Okay. by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the peace of the whole world, Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Amen. With you.
1: And also with you
0: Let us pray. O oh God, so rule and govern our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit that ever mindful of your judgment, we may be stirred up to holiness of living here and dwell with you in perfect joy hereafter. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated.
2: Good morning, peace be with you. The first reading, reading today from the book of Isaiah, chapter 44, for me, begins at verse 6 through 8. It can be found on, your, on page 1128, 1128, in your pew Bible. Isaiah 44, 6. This is what the Lord says. Israel's King and Redeemer, the Lord Almighty, I am the first and I am the last. Apart from me, there is no God. Who then is like me? Let him proclaim it. Let him declare and lay out before me what has happened since I established my ancient people and what is yet to come. Yes, let them foretell what will come. Do not tremble. Do not be afraid. Did I not proclaim this and foretell it long ago? You are my witnesses. Is there any God besides me? No. There is no rock I know not one. Special day for me too. Join me on uh, the reading on uh, Psalm 119. That'll be uh, in your uh, bulletin on page six verse 57 through 64 is what we will we will be reading responsibly 57 You are my portion, Lord. I have promised to obey your words. I have sought your face with all my heart. Gracious to me according to your promise. I have considered many ways, and have turned my steps to your statutes. I will hasten, uh, not delay, and obey your word. Though the wicked bind me with ropes, I will not forget your law. Midnight rise, if you thanks for the curse spot. I'm a friend to all, to all. Who fear you to all who follow your precepts. Our next reading is taken from the book of Romans, chapter 8. I'll be starting at verse 18. You can find it on page 1757 in the Pew Bible if you'd like to follow along. Romans 8:18. 8, that creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth, right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they have already for who hopes for what they already have. But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord.
0: shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew from the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our gospel this morning is recorded by Matthew. It is chapter 13, verses 24 through 30, and then verses 36 through 43, and can be found on page 1518 in your pew Bible. Matthew records, Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seeds in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came, and he sowed weeds among the wheat, and he went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seeds in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. And the servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, Because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at that time, I will tell the harvesters to first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned, and then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. And then he left the crowd, and he went into the house, and his disciples came to him and said, explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. And he answered, the one who sowed the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. And as the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin, and all who do evil. They will throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears, let them hear. This is the gospel of the Lord praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So the parable in today's gospel is commonly called the parable of the weeds and the wheat, or the parable of the wheat and the tares. The earthly side of this parable is based on a really nasty way to attack or take revenge on an enemy. It was a technique that was reserved for only the most hated enemy. You see, there is a plant that looks like wheat. It grows like wheat. It competes with wheat for the resources, yet it's not wheat. Various translations of the Bible refer to this fake wheat as tares or Darnel are weeds or even thistles. And here in the United States, some people refer to this plant as darnel rye. The point is that most people can't tell the difference between this plant and real wheat. That is, until the seeds begin to ripen. You can see that sowing this plant in an enemy's wheat field would be devastating. This false wheat would compete for the wheat for moisture, for nutrients, for sunlight, for for everything. Yet the enemy would not discover the damage until it was too late. And by the time that the seeds were mature and enough, when they were mature enough to tell the difference, the wheat yield would be reduced greatly. And to make matters worse, Darnell roots intertwine themselves around the roots of the neighboring plants. Thus, this false wheat would so integrate itself with the wheat that by the time anyone discovered the difference, you could not remove these weeds without uprooting the real wheat and the only choice left was to allow the plants to mature side by side and then separate them at the harvest time and I guess you could say that this was a very early form of biological warfare. The earthly side of this parable deals with the landowner's response to just such an attack, the the spiritual side of the parable. Jesus began his explanation of the spiritual meaning of this parable by comparing the wheat field to his church when he said, the one who sows the good seed is the son of man, the field is the world, and the good seed is the children of the kingdom. You know, Jesus often talked of himself as the son of man. So Jesus is talking about himself as the one who sowed the good seed. And, and he did say that the field is the entire world. And therefore, whatever Jesus is doing in this parable crosses all borders and transcends all cultures. The children of the kingdom are those who believe that Jesus is their Savior, which is another way of saying the holy Christian church. And with these words, Jesus states that he will establish his church throughout the entire world. And as you have heard me say, the salvation that Jesus earned for us with his suffering and death on the cross is for all people, in all places and in all times. This has been pretty good news so far. But nothing in this sinful world remains untouched by sin. Jesus continued where he says, The weeds are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. And here Jesus tells us that the devil sends his agents to infiltrate the earthly institutions of the church. Just as Darnell Rye looks, acts, and grows like weak, so these unbelievers, they look like Christians. They act like Christians. But they are not Christians. They are hypocrites. And in this parable, Jesus tells us that Every church, every church has hypocrites who are sons of the devil. And even when Jesus himself was the visible pastor of a congregation, there were hypocrites. Think about it. When Jesus sent his disciples out to do mission work among the lost sheep of Israel, Judas Iscariot was one of those disciples. He cast out demons. He preached the word of the kingdom of God. He even held the office of treasurer. That is how much the other disciples trusted him. They did not realize that he was a weed in the wheat field until after he betrayed Jesus in Gethsemane. The early church had its weeds. The Apostle Paul wanted to take the gospel to the Gentiles, and a group of weeds followed him everywhere that he went. They infiltrated the congregations that the Holy Spirit established through Paul, and they tried to teach that a person must fulfill the ceremonial law of the Jews before they could become a Christian. And when I read, and when I study the parable of the wheat and the tares, I must come to the conclusion, this is a conclusion that I don't like at all. I must come to the conclusion that makes me sad. I wish there was some other conclusion that I could reach. But I can't. And the truth is, this is Jesus' book, the Holy Bible. And these are Jesus' words. And they are true. The the parable of the wheat and the tares tells us that there will be hypocrites in every congregation. And the sad and grievous conclusion that I must come to is that some of the people sitting here in this room right now hearing my voice, are not Christians. You need to listen to this part very carefully, okay? I imagine, and I see, I'm trying not to look at anyone specifically, I imagine many of you are reacting the same way right now that the disciples did when Jesus said one of them was a betrayer. In Matthew 26, we read, in Matthew 26, 20 and 22, when it was evening, Jesus reclined at the table with the twelve, and as they were eating, he said, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful, and they began to say to him and one another, Is it I, Lord? Is it I? And many of you are thinking to yourself, does that pastor mean me? Well, listen carefully. We all, like the disciples, we all know that we have been hypocrites. Every one of us. As someone once said, Saying that a church is is full of hypocrites is just like saying that a hospital is full of sick people. Duh. So it's normal. It's natural for the true wheat to ask Jesus, Lord, are you talking about me? Now, here's the good news. The good news is that Jesus died for all sinners. That includes hypocrites. Thank you, Jesus. That invites all hypocrites to come to him for healing. Where else can hypocrites go to receive healing? Where else can hypocrites go to get rid of their hypocrisy? This is the comfort that we receive from God's word. There we learn that Jesus suffered and died on the cross for all sins. While he was on the cross, he suffered such grievous punishment for our sins that he cried out, you know this, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.15, he died for all. In First John one verse seven, the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. First John verse uh, chapter two verse two, He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. There is no question that Jesus paid the penalty for every sin with his suffering and his death on the cross, there is no question that God the Father accepted that sacrifice as payment in full. For Jesus did not remain in the grave, but he rose from the dead. That means that the check cleared, and when it's finished, it means all sins were paid for. And Jesus offers forgiveness. He offers life and salvation to all people through the Holy Spirit's gift of faith. And by creating faith in us, the Holy Spirit quietly goes about the miracle of converting fake wheat into the real thing. He converts the sons of the devil into sons of God. We've been given the power to be called the children of God through our baptism, through our faith. And Jesus ended his parable with the end of all things. He said, when the wheat matured, it was time for the harvest. He said, the harvest is the close of the age, and the reapers are angels. And just as weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so it will be at the close of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers, and they will throw them into the fiery furnace. And in that that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For most of us, this day of judgment will come at our earthly death, but there will be some who live until the end of the world. In either case, those who refuse God's gifts of forgiveness, life, and salvation will be gathered up and thrown into eternal fires of hell. And in that place, they will cry and they will grit their teeth in pain Jesus also said, Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. And on that day of judgment, those who have the gift of faith that the Holy Spirit created in their heart will have the righteousness that Jesus earned for them on the cross. They will share in his glory, a glory that shines like the sun. And Jesus will share all things with them. His kingdom will be their kingdom, and even his Father will be their Father. You know, there's an old saying. It says, where God builds a church, the devil builds a chapel. Very often, the greatest damage to the church has been done by those who are members of the earthly institutions of the church, but who, it hasn't been done by the, but but, but by those who are not members of the holy Christian church of all believers. For example, the Crusades. There was nothing Christian about that. The Spanish Inquisition. There was nothing Christ-like in that. And we have, several sin-led denominations that there's nothing Christ-like in them. These are extreme examples of what can happen when the fake wheat gains control. The truth be told, this parable also teaches us that there will be a day when Jesus will send angels to remove the fake wheat and take the true wheat out of the sinful world unto himself in heaven. There, the true wheat, that is all those who believe, all of those who believe Jesus as Savior, well, we will live in joy forever. This is most certainly true. In the name of Jesus, amen.
1: As a family in Jesus Christ, let us pray. Dear Lord and God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we gather this morning to praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord, for enabling us to safely gather to worship you, and we pray that you would protect us from all the evil that attempts to cancel, disrupt, or physically harm Christian believers who gather together in your name. We have a great deal to be thankful for, Holy Father, but we are distracted from our gratefulness by the troubles that surround us and they seem insurmountable most of the time. Satan is piling on and we need you to show us the way out of the holes that we have dug for ourselves. We face excessive heat, floods, severe storms, fires, and a divided and hate-filled country. It's funny or indeed sad, Almighty Father, that you have repeatedly warned us throughout history of the consequences when we turn our backs on you. You speak to us constantly through the Holy Spirit, but we ignore you. You have even had your wisdom written down in Holy Scripture for us to read when our memories grow faint, but we don't often read your word. We frequently ignore you. But demand your instant attention when we get ourselves into trouble and call upon you thanks for being a loving father who tolerates our insolence we know that you promise not to forsake us and that you will always be with us but we fear your discipline we plead for your mercy for the sake of your faithful holy spirit you know our anxiety before we can even express our prayers Please strengthen our faith in the saving grace of our Father through Jesus the Christ. You have told us to trust our Lord to take care of us and who turn everything to good. But like your stalwart, Apostle Peter, who walked with Jesus for three years and still fell into fear and doubt while walking on water at Jesus' beckoning, we also suffer the consequences of doubt when life gets difficult. Please strengthen our faith when Satan seeds doubt into our lives. Father, with all the doom and gloom surrounding us, we desperately needed some good news to fill our hearts, and you provided it just when we needed it. We give thanks, Holy Father, this Sunday for the memorial service celebrating Peggy Jones' life and faith in Jesus and her return home to heaven to be with our Savior as he promised her husband de forest and all the other saints who preceded them a great reminder that earthly troubles are temporary and your promises are steadfast and eternal we also give special thanks holy spirit for calling adele and june to be baptized in our presence into faith in jesus as he commanded some 2000 years ago We give thanks that you called her family to follow Jesus' command, and that all had the opportunity to witness the act of the Holy Spirit this morning. We have observed her faith and know that you will protect her against any attack by evil forces throughout her life. Thank you so much for allowing us to be reminded that you will always be with us in good times and bad until you bring us into the presence of Jesus when our days are complete. Lord, we pray for our nation and our society. Our continued sin has caused unchecked chaos to surround us. That's all we can pray. Our sins are just too big to articulate completely, but you already know them. Please save our nation from those who would destroy what you have ordained. Lord, we continue to pray for and give thanks for the medical professionals who serve to heal our friends and families and all who are afflicted with disease or ailments. Thank you for healing those who suffer in our presence and for healing those whom you call home. Please Holy Spirit, encourage us to trust and be content with our Lord's perfect timing rather than our own expectations. We pray for our school-aged children, Lord, elementary through college. You know they are under attack by evil forces that sow doubt and encourage them to violate our Heavenly Father's commandments. This, we know, has occurred since the original sin by Adam and Eve. Holy Spirit, please protect them all. We pray for the safety of all of our military members. We pray for those who travel. We pray for this congregation and our Pastor Kent as well as for all those who are listed at the end of our bulletin this morning. Thank you, Lord, for the friends you have placed in each of our lives. They are a marvelous gift. Holy Spirit, you know our hearts. Please calm our anxieties and strengthen our trust in our Holy Father. Help us to listen to our Lord more and speak less. Dear God Almighty, thank you for hearing and answering our prayers, and especially, Father, for the saving grace of your Son, Jesus. Finally, now we share with you our personal prayers kept deep in our hearts or spoken aloud. Into your hands, Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: May the peace of the Lord be with you all. Let us share the peace. Will you all please pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts. With them, we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened a way to us of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the Hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me." For we know as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, His resurrection, and His glorious coming again. Let us now For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Jesus paid it all, and all to him we owe. And this is a sacrament that imparts grace upon those who receive it. It is his true body, his true blood. It is a sacrament that gives us his grace, imparts it to us, rescues us from sin, death, and the devil. And if Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, as you've confessed, and I've heard it, then come, the table is prepared, and the ushers will bring you forward. Professor in seminary that used to say we walk wet. I'm like, what? Yeah, you walk wet. Remember your baptism. Luther extols us to remember our baptism. Your pastor today and other days has said, remember your baptism. Thank you, Junie, for letting us participate and witness your baptism today, your spiritual birthday. Remember your baptism, now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our closing hymn is Amazing Grace on page 448.